0: And now, we return to the purveyors of real estate knowledge. Your Real Estate Chalk Talk.
2: Hey, welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. This is your Real Estate Chalk Talk coming to you from the legendary Racktack Barbecue Studio in Egan, Minnesota. Hittnergroup.com. H-I-T-T-N-E-R group.com. 612-627-8000. Off air, we were talking about insurance and we were talking about stories. Stories and claim. How about? What about previous claims? What, how does that work? where you've got I got a call or actually I ran in some people from church and <clears throat> we sold them a townhouse, and uh, you know we m- married them up with the exact insurance company that was doing the association and all that stuff, so it was all seamless. But then they opted to go with their current carrier and, and stay with them, but they knew about. It. We always encourage people to get the gap coverage, you know that covers any deductibles that the association insurance may have. Well now there's a big claim for roof. And apparently that the the event happened maybe a year ago, and, and now they first find out how much it's going to cost, and it's like a million-dollar deductible that gets spread amongst all the homeowners, et cetera, et cetera. How does that work with their current carrier now?
3: Sure, that's a that's a good question. That's not a good situation, but yes, <laughs> it, it, the way it works with an association, how those loss assessments are applied, it it, it doesn't matter when the loss occurred. It it is going to get assessed to the new owner, the new owner, right? Which is unfortunate because they weren't there during that time. That would not happen in a traditional setting. Mm-hmm.
1: And the insurance they currently carry doesn't cover prior to the policy. It should right.
3: Oh, it should cover it. It should cover it.
1: The new insurance rider for the loss assessment coverage should cover previous events.
3: Yes. If, if the assessment happened in twenty twenty two and they were the owner, but that the loss occurred in twenty twenty one when they weren't the owner, they should still be okay. obligated to oh, pay claim based on when, when the when assessment the was made? When, the, yep, when the claim was made uh-huh. and the assessment was made. That wouldn't work in a single family situation. No, you if you bought it in twenty twenty two and the loss in twenty twenty one, that's that's you're done. You're done. Right.
1: I have a situation right now with a listing, and it's my listing. And there was a payout on a claim, you know, five years ago or something like this. And they didn't use the money for repairing the property; <laughs> they just pocketed the money. Mm-hmm. Bought a well, boat, you know, or well, maybe like they the used Vegas. the money to repair their deck, which also yeah. needs repair. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, um, but they didn't repair the damage that there was. And so then moving forward, now we just disclose it and say, hey, you know, they got a... And it wasn't substantial. It was like, a you know, 3500 bucks or something like that. So it's like, well, next time around, it was for gutters, right? Soft metals. And so next time around, when you do make that hail claim, more than likely the insurance company is not going to cover the gutters because there was already a payout. Is that all tracked? Is that... How does that go?
3: That's a really good question. I had a similar conversation yesterday. If it's a different owner... I mean, there could be coincidentally if there's hail on the roof and there's hail, a new hail on the gutter. They might they just sign probably off probably will it. sign off on it, but no, you are you are correct in that situation. Once a payout is made for a siding, for a roof, for gutters, if you don't get it fixed, it will not be covered in future future instances, and it's right. really a big deal on a roof because some companies, if you don't fix it, you will have Go. zero coverage. They'll exclude the roof, so that means if you get leaks that go down through your house and cause further damage, they're going to exclude it because you got paid out for the roof to Mm be repaired and you didn't repair the roof. So it's not a good situation.
1: Yeah, and soft metals are probably the biggest indication of hail damage, would you say, or am I just making it up?
2: No,
3: that sounds pretty accurate.
1: Okay. Um, no, it's
2: interesting about hail because a lot of
1: roofs. You look at a lot of roofs, and and I'm just going to go back to mine in particular. Okay, <laughs> I have closed valleys, so I don't have any soft metals in my valleys, and I have my you know ridge vents, turtle vents, all that stuff is is plastic, um, so none of that is soft metals, and my gutters are commercial grade extruded aluminum good, solid, you know. So there's like zero soft metal damage except for the flashing. Where the flashing comes down, it's a stucco home, and there's flashing. And then there's dings on the flashing. And they're like, well, there's no soft metal damage anywhere else in the house, so that's probably just incidental damage. So that's where like, you can get into these conversations mm-hmm. with the adjusters where sometimes they're not matching up or making sense. It can be a shouting match in your
3: front yard. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can tell you in my seven years of experience, I haven't had a lot of those, but it does come up, obviously. Um, you know, When it does, it's never a good situation. But um, that—that's uh, yeah, where sometimes you'll have to get a third-party individual in, involved uh, when that happens. But uh, you know, I'm gonna try to be an advocate for my for my clients, and I'll go where I need to go to try and get you know what's 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 right done.
1: From what I understand, there's a process there where you like basically hire a third party to come in and evaluate. For both sides, or, or each side does that. It's kind of like arbitration. Sure,
3: except independent for, adjuster.
1: Yeah, except for you're paying for it individually. Yeah, the the the, the insured they call it something. I don't remember. What <clears throat> umpire?
3: It. What is it? I think it's called umpire. Umpire. That's yeah, could be it. Yep. You pay the the insured, and the insurance company pays. I don't know a thousand bucks each. Yep. And then uh, that third party will make their ruling on. Sure. So a special master. I, I heard a story. I wasn't involved. That wasn't <laughs> okay. the insurance. Agent or the carrier for one recently, but that did happen. Yeah, the insured won; the insurance company lost, and he's trying to recoup his cost for For the 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 Empire. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
1: I had to read my insurance policy to figure that out. Actually,
0: you read an insurance policy? I
1: did. Wow, wow, (laughs) I was upset.
0: What happens on (laughs) renewals with you being independent now? If you know a captive, you just people just will pay the renewal, or they don't even know. Especially if your mortgage is escrowed, and then they're like, "I'm paying what now?" So on renewals. If you're an independent agent, you could chop that around again annually
3: for yeah, a- them? Absolutely. So one thing you should know, and everyone should know, is that longevity with your carrier is a rating factor. So if you're someone that jumps companies every year, you're going to be rated for that. So it's not always the best situation. <laughs> oh. Typically, you're going to see a rate increase, especially when we're having inflation like we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have the ability to look at other companies, and I have software that shows, hey- this client has a forty percent increase. Ooh, that's a red flag. Let's let's take a look and see what's going on. A is that a mistake, uh, or B is there a better solution for them? But um, for the most part, uh, shopping every year isn't good for for consumers. Um, obviously, it makes work for us, but I don't want to do it because it's not usually in your best interest.
1: Well, what's uh, a good time
3: frame?
1: Five years.
3: I mean, the longer that you're with the company, five years is a good, you, the better you're going to be because that's a question that every company has, how long are you with your previous carrier? Right. And uh, they, they, that comes into it. Because
1: if I'm not with you and you're an insurance salesman and I say, hey, I want to shop my insurance, you're going to say, of course, let's do that because you want the business. Right. But once they're with your agency, do you you don't want to mess with it then. You want to kind of set it and forget it? Or should we reevaluate that on, you know?
3: Well, I'm going to look at it on an annual basis, but I'm probably not going to recommend that we make a switch unless there's something drastic that happened. Difference. Or I hear this company is having some, some issues internally and they're, they're, the future is not bright. Then I might say something, but we're going to look at that together and make a, a, a best a decision in your best interest. So
1: we talked a lot about things that can impact an individual's insurance rate. And that is you know, credit score, obviously. Um, shopping around too much or switching insurance is too much. That can be a thing. Um not bundling your auto and home, that can be a thing that increases your insurance rates. What about people that make too many claims so or that aren't even being paid out so if i if I'm one that's just like oh'm making a claim on you know here's Keith making a claim on his pool cover again or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Um, and it doesn't get paid out. Is that something that impacts people's insurance rates?
3: That varies company to company, but that's a good question because your claim frequency, whether it pays out or not, is a red flag to the insurance company. Like, wow, that's a, they have a propensity to file a lot of claims. You know, If you had a one roof claim that was paid out and you had two little ones that weren't in a three-year period, a lot of companies are not even going to, Look at your risk. They're going to say you're ineligible, decline. Um, but that is that is company to company. They have a different underwriting guidelines. Um, but that's a good point, and I'm glad you asked that question because I wanted to talk about that claims. You know, I always require request my clients to reach out if they think they want to file a claim because I want to give them the best advice. I don't want a thousand dollar claim right. to impact their premium twenty percent for the next five years. They're going to right. and know, they
2: got a five hundred or dollar deductible. So like you know, you filed this claim for. 500 bucks.
3: Right, exactly. So small claims aren't good for the consumer. They're not good for the insurance company. And I want to talk through that situation and say, hey, is this is this really in your best interest? I mean, we want to pay the claim. I want the claim to get paid. It's just, does this one make sense? Mm-hmm. Save it for bigger fish. Exactly.
2: When you are looking at different... uh a rule time comes up, is there a percentage that you say, look, my premium has gone up X percentage. Maybe we should shop this thing around now because... You know, it looks like this is maybe outside the norm.
3: That's a good question. I don't have a magic number. I think it would be year to year. Look at things right because in our industry, every company that I hear, previous companies that that, that I was with, and you know, they're going to see rate this year. Mm-hmm. That's just where we're at. Yeah. Now is is that is that eight to ten percent or is that twenty five to fifty percent? And I think it just depends uh, on the care. And a twenty five to fifty, I might say, hmm. Let's look around. Uh, if it's if it's fifteen or less. Say let's let let's, let's let's hold tight. I think that that's reasonable.
1: And to wrap it up and put a ball on it here, the biggest advantage of working with James uh, with the Preserve Group is the ability to shop multiple companies within an independent environment, as opposed to being with a large, big box captive company where they're saying, "Here, this is our insurance policy. Take it or leave it." Absolutely, right. right. So let's give James a call. Office 651-728-4334. His website, MyPreserveGroup.com. That's MyPreserveGroup.com. James Tolson, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. This is Real Estate Chalk Talk. Log on to our website, HittnerGroup.com. H-I-T-T-N-E-R Group.com. Or as always, pick up the phone and call 612 627 We'll be right back.
0: Get that red-sharp red-sharp Barbecue. Ooh.